Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. We are looking at Psalm 74 this yes. week. Yeah. We're and in the big middle of it. Which for me has been a lot of disorientation and struggle, and for you has been just complete encouragement and support. <laughs> I, I, no, but I, I, when I read this psalmist, I just want to come alongside him. I, I really do. I want to give the guy a hug, not say like, well, you should know, <laughs> moron. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I, I do feel like you're telling me, Edwin, you should know, you moron. <laughs> That's all right. You know what? I don't. I don't think you're a moron. You're you're digging deep. Kenny Embry says, "You know what? I really wish I could hear you guys disagree more." (laughs) So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Psalm seventy-four. I'm actually here's one we haven't read from in a long time. The contemporary English version, the CEV. So that's what I'm going to read from today. Let's see how they handle this. All right, a special psalm by Asaph. Our God, why have you completely rejected us? Why are you so angry with the ones you care for? Remember the people you rescued long ago, the tribe you chose to be your very own. Think of Mount Zion, your home. Walk over to the temple left in ruins forever by those who hate us. Your enemies roared like lions in your holy temple, and they have placed their banners there. It looks like a forest chopped to pieces. They used axes and hatchets to smash the carvings. They burned down your temple and badly disgraced it. They said to themselves, we'll crush them. Then they burned every one of your meeting places all over the country. There are no more miracles and no more prophets. Who knows how long it will be like this? Now, our God, how much longer will our enemies sneer? Won't they ever stop insulting you? Why don't you punish them? Why are you holding back? Our God and King, you have ruled since ancient times. You've won victories everywhere on this earth. By your power, you have made a path through the sea, and you smashed the heads of sea monsters. You crushed the heads of the monster Leviathan, then fed him to wild creatures in the desert. You opened the ground for streams and springs and dried up mighty rivers. You rule the day and the night, and you put the moon and the sun in place. You made summer and winter and gave them to the earth. Remember your enemies, Lord. They foolishly sneer and won't respect you. You treat us like pet doves, but they mistreat us. Don't keep forgetting us and letting us be fed to those wild animals. Remember the agreement you made with us. Violent enemies are hiding in every dark corner of the earth. Don't disappoint those in need or make them turn from you, but help the poor and homeless to shout your praises. Do something, God. Defend yourself. Remember how those fools sneer at you all day long. Don't forget the loud shouts of your enemies. Wow. No, I'm glad you read from that. That is... That's really different in some places than than the other translations we were reading. Were there some that stood out to you? Um, I got to go back through, but th- there were there were a couple. I mean, it's it says the same thing. It's just a yeah, little some different, different wording. I, I mean, the one like poor and needy versus poor and homeless. I, that that was one that I that I'm remembering without having well, to go like, back through and read it again. The the whole uh, sheep of your pastor and the shepherd imagery oh. in verse one. Mm-hmm. I think was completely gone out of that one, but it's okay. been in the other ones. Let, let me go ahead and flip back over there and see what that said here. Oh God, why have you completely rejected us? Why are you so angry with the ones you care for instead of with the sheep of your pasture? So yeah, here, here again is we're trying to, 
it, it, the contemporary English version, what they're trying to do is, well, you know, people may not understand. I mean, sheep of right? his pasture, that's kind of a weird metaphor. What does that mean? Well, it means they're the ones that he cares for. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, we will find this phrase again. And this is one of the reasons I don't always, I, I mean, I appreciate them doing that as you're mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. But, you know, we actually find this statement about the sheep of your pasture again mm-hmm. in Psalm 79, 13, okay. which is another psalm of Asaph. Asaph. In Psalm 79 and verse 30, and Psalm 78 is apparently very long. I'm keeping flipping pages and trying to get there. <laughs> I, I have it. You got to go ahead yeah, and read that. So we, your people and sheep of your pasture, will give you thanks forever. We will show forth your praise to all generations. Yeah, so so what we have here is, again, if we don't just take each psalm as its own package, but we see this story and this theme yeah. played out, we are going to move from, why aren't you taking care of the sheep of your pasture? And we're going to end up at, in Psalm 79, yeah. this this great care for the sheep of his pasture. So that's... Uh, my other thought about that is, it, it is poetry, and when you have these pretty metaphors like sheep of the pasture, mm-hmm. it may be, you know, you you forsake some of the power of the poetry, I guess, for a, a clarity to say, hey, he's taking care of you people. Well, <laughs> and you know what? If there's anything that I hope we've learned this week is that's when you come across stuff that's hard to understand, mm-hmm. you got to spend the time, okay, I better figure out how to understand this. Yeah, yeah. Just having someone else spoon feed me, I mean, it just means that he cares for them. Right. I, I might actually miss some of the really good benefit. Yeah. When, when I back up and I'm like, I don't get this. I don't understand. Let me walk through and figure this out. That's where the real learning and the real growth comes in. Yeah. Well, I I guess that was a little bit of a tangent there. But That's just okay. To, That's okay. You know, one, of, one of the benefits, I think, I th- of reading it, the different translations is to kind of point out, hey, yeah. this one ca- caught me a little different. Is that the first tangent we've gone on in three and a half years? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. The tangents. That's what makes this fun. So yesterday, what I brought up is, okay, what I find in Psalm 74 is what to do when the bottom completely falls out. And that was just, you know, we're going to tie, tie a knot a, at the tie end of the rope. The, jerk a knot in the bottom. <laughs> tie a knot at the end of the rope and I, look I'm hanging on to God I, I my dad said when I did it was wrong <laughs> you get spanked or something yeah jerking <laughs> knot in your tail that's what it was <laughs> you were going to be in trouble then that's right so that's one of those metaphors I may not understand probably I should spend some time figuring that out well it doesn't exactly mean care for the little ones <laughs> okay I understand I understand anyway the rod gonna, of correction I'm going to I'm going to tie this knot at the end of the rope and I'm going to look back at who God is and what he has done I'm going to see creation I'm going to see his works in the past and I'm just going to hang on I'm going to hang on to that when the bottom falls out now, let's make this a little bit more personal, because one of the things is, for me, for me, mm-hmm. personal for me, because my my big struggle that I have had, I don't get why this psalmist doesn't understand. But for some reason, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand. Right. Okay? You've been a little bit more okay with that. I'm struggling with it. But... Here is something that I get from that. For whatever reason the psalmist doesn't understand, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand. And now we have this prayer where the psalmist, who doesn't quite understand what's going on, I mean, doesn't quite is actually a big understatement. He doesn't understand at all what's going on. He is, and presenting, at least as it's yeah. presented in the psalm. And one. here's this prayer. Why? Yeah, why? Why is this happening and how long? And I don't get why he doesn't know what Jeremiah said. I don't get why he doesn't know that this has been judgment from God and they deserved it. I don't get why he gets to say, God, why won't you remember the covenant when what he needs to hear is, hey, you guys forgot the covenant. I don't understand all that. But he's still getting to pray, and God accepts the prayer. 
And God doesn't come alongside him and beat him up and, you know, what's wrong with you and you get straight. Not only does he accept this prayer, he allows this prayer not to drift off into obscurity because it's the prayer of some ignorant person who doesn't understand what's going on. God even takes that prayer and brings it into the scripture which actually tells me this is an inspired prayer. Right, <laughs> this right. this is a prayer that God wants here, mm-hmm. and he wants it for us, which, which actually gets to me, you know what? I look at this guy. He's in the bottle. It's hard to read the label when you're inside the bottle. Right. I'm outside the bottle. I know the label. The label says, well, you guys got judged. You guys didn't love God. You didn't love your neighbor. You weren't keeping the Sabbath. You weren't taking care of one another, and uh, you were following after other gods, and so I got sick of that, and I decided to give you up and pull yeah. my hand back, and you got judged. And now, look, I get it. In 70 years, you'll come around, you'll start serving the Lord, you'll pray, and I'll come back. And he doesn't know any of this. But God accepts his prayer in the middle of that. And and here's the thing I have to think. I'll just get this out, and I'll let you comment. And and that is, I tend to think I understand everything about my situation, <laughs> and maybe I'm in the middle of what I don't understand. Mm. Mm-hmm. And God lets me pray. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of my prayers are utterly ignorant because I'm just I'm not paying attention to what really is 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 my weight, is my responsibility. And yet God accepts that prayer and works with me and works through that with me. And that to me is a great comfort. No, that that is. Well, I was gonna go in a different direction, but you Fine, said go something in a different there. No, I I'm I'm, I'm 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 thinking through what you said there, and, and I am appreciating that someone might well look on my life and say, don't you know what the prophet said? Haven't you been reading your Bible? How could you be praying to me and asking these things? Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I could be that guy. I could be that psalmist. Yeah. And uh, and God continues with us. Yeah. That's that's Because of the covenant. Mm Mm-hmm. And what a powerful thing that is. So if I can just add, and then let you go in a different direction. Uh, Actually, this morning, as I was just working through some things and studying and thinking, um, it I thought about where many of us are about the church and the nation uh, that we're in here in America, about some of the, just the the things that we think are terrible happening around us. And it actually made me wonder, you know, we sit back and like, God, why are you letting this happen? It actually made me wonder, hmm, I wonder if 2000 years from now, somebody will read my diary and say, well, Edwin, didn't you look around at what Christians were doing and how they were behaving and all that was going on among churches and I can tell you why it was happening. I mean, I'm not saying that's what it is, but it just, yeah, what if? Right. Okay. Right. And here I am in the middle of it. I'm inside the bottle. I can't read the label. God's letting me pray. God's letting me pray. Amen. All right. Take your different Amen. direction. We got a couple more minutes. Well, just uh, as we're laying all of this situation out again, reading through the Psalm, the uh, story was brought up yesterday that we, with these other um, Babylonian myths of creation and, and the other idolatrous peoples, there was an idol of a city or there was an idol of a land, right? And that's the tribal God of those people. Mm -hmm. And so then what happens? What is the significance when the temple is shredded and burned and those idols are torn down? And I mean, I guess those gods are defeated. Yeah. But this God is not defeated. Good point. This God is still here. He's still being prayed to. He still has a covenant. He still has a plan. He still has power. Um, the world around you, creation, in some way is testifying to that, whether it was the the Exodus miracles or or even just creation itself. And so this is an expression of faith in a greater God than any idol, than any tribal peoples. Mm. 
And that actually shows a, a great bit of growth to understand that our God is different and above huh. the gods of the peoples around us. Yeah, good point. Your meeting place has been destroyed, but you haven't. You know, even Solomon, when he built the temple, mm-hmm. said, okay, look, I get it. I get it, Lord. You're not actually living here. Right. This is not actually your house. This house couldn't contain you. The heaven and the highest heavens can't contain you. But could you pretend? Could you pretend for our sake? Could you Could you act as if this is your dwelling place so that when we come here and worship you, when we look to this and pray for you, and actually he even says, when if we get defeated and we get taken off mm-hmm. and we're in that foreign land and we remember you and we look back this direction... Yes that you will hear us. Mm-hmm. And so he set the stage for that, that our God is bigger than this. And what a powerful thing. And, you know, for all that the psalmist doesn't understand, you're right. He gets that. And that's a powerful thing. That's a powerful thing. So is there a, a New Testament passage you go to that kind of gives you some comfort that even where if we're swinging around from the knot on the bottom of our rope, God is God is there for us? <laughs> well, yeah, actually, when, when I think of this, so I, I guess... One of the things that helped me was remembering with with Psalm seventy four was remembering Romans chapter eight okay. in verses twenty six and twenty seven when here Paul says likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groaning too mm-hmm. deep for words mm-hmm. and He who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God and what I uh, th- how that passage has helped me is that idea that I don't always know, but I should keep praying. Mm-hmm. And I realize that when I don't know, the Spirit is interceding for me. And and the Spirit knows, and God knows the heart of the Spirit in my heart because of that. And so it's a powerful thing. So I just, I and, and I think, can, can we just praise God for a moment for, for the fact that even when I don't understand everything, he's still patient with me and walks yeah. alongside me. Amen. <laughs> so, Amen. And uh, so what a, what a powerful thing there. All right, I think we need to wrap up here. You want to go ahead and lead us in a prayer? I think I will. Our great God and Father, thank you for today, and we do praise you. We praise you for your patience, for your incredible long-suffering. On our own behalf, we are so thankful for that, Lord, that you are patient with us. We pray, God, that we might uh, remember that no matter how difficult circumstances become or how bad things look, Father, you are there, and we trust you. You are patient and you guide us. And we pray, Father, uh, on behalf of others, that we might be patient with them as we are growing and learning and seeking you. And we pray, Father, that it really is our heart to seek you and serve you and to glorify you, the people of your covenant through Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. By your power, you made a path through the sea and you smashed the heads of sea monsters. Excuse me.
Our God and King, you have ruled. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> 